I think um, what I found useful was when Kieran mentioned thinking of food as fuel, you know, and, and not thinking about is this good or bad, but just thinking as fuel to, to feed your body. And, um, and when you start eating healthy and real foods and balanced meals, like you do feel so much better. And you're, and I found that my workouts were so much better and, and, and you actually, you want to keep eating that way because you, you do feel so good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fit Sake, the podcast brought to you by FS Gyms. Exciting time, we're joined by the two most recent transformation contest winners. Ferg, male winner, how are you doing? How's things? How you Good. Doing? And Chris, how are you doing? Kristen, sorry. I'm just going to get these out of the way. Oh, someone's phone there. That's actually my laptop. There is a fat stack for you, Ferg and Thank Kristen. Wow, Open them up, feel you. them. They're, it's real. It's not Monopoly money. It's real money. Do it in front of the microphone. Makes everybody really <laughs> jealous. When you're, oh, love that money. Rhodes, where's ours? Where's our envelopes? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this much money before. Okay, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really Thank you so much. No problem. Well done. Listen, uh, this is these are always really exciting episodes for us. Um, actually, I saw Mike's out there on somewhere, so you want to put those in your bags. They need to make sure they're safe. Uh, this is always a really exciting episode for us because uh, Rudds invests so much time in the transformation contest over kind of realistically the few weeks building up to the challenge, the talk that kicks it off at the start, the 12 weeks where he's working kind of one-on-one with everybody online. So it's obviously great for us to sit down and see the two winners, but also to reflect on the successes of the program with everybody else that's done it over the last uh, 12 weeks. Um, so just with that, to kick it off, um, Ferg, talk us through kind of some of the, the big the big learnings that you'd have from the, the Transformation Contest. Uh, big learnings. Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, the um, probably what stands out the most is that it's you don't need to get into the detail and I think that's probably the mistake that I've made previously is trying to understand everything there is to know about nutrition and try and really get into it. Whereas if you actually just simplify it, it, it just, it, you know, you can make so much progress just by, by doing the basics, I guess, doing the basics right. And, and I think that was something that kind of now looking back in hindsight kind of really kind of stands out, I guess. And Chris? I think what I learned most is um, the importance of kind of incorporating regular habits into into every day and that it's not about making extreme changes to diet or exercise that kind of leads to to lasting changes but it's more kind of consistency of of habits in terms of the brainwashing's obviously worked because uh <laughs> better basics better results has come across there but uh, just the more like i learn as a coach and more i learn as a person i really do think it is all in that habits you are what you do every day and also habits take away the willpower like once you've built them so once you've built a habit mm-hmm. then you don't have to rely on your willpower i think often what we're all guilty of uh, when we're trying to change something is we take on too much at the start and then we're just ragging our willpower and then obviously the daily life of something comes up or you get extra busy in work and then you're trying to use superhuman willpower to continue it uh, and that can that can really kind of stunt your progress. Whereas, like you said, for make it really simple, and then just start focusing on doing them every day. And then before you know it, it's just what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I like I think looking back on it, there was no there was no eureka moment. There was no big big change or no single huge change that I made throughout the twelve weeks. It was just like you said, it was simple changes and, and doing them consistently that that probably did it. So looking back on it, there was nothing life-changing I guess it was just small changes that all kind of added up and was there anything I know we used to have a guy in the gym years ago who basically one of the biggest changes he made is he used to have for his breakfast every morning he'd have a muffin and a lucasade 
Like he, he would thought that would have been kind of a good breakfast on the way to work, something to grab. And for when when I was training him, that's the one thing that we changed. We changed nothing else. His training stayed the same. His food, his breakfast, his lunch, and his dinner stayed the same every day. But we had him eating porridge instead of the muffin and the Luke set every day. And for him, that was not necessarily a eureka moment, but that kind of changed everything. And he was like, oh "My God, it's actually it is that simple to change things." Is there anything that you had either of you guys that was like something that you stopped doing or something that you started doing something small that you just felt kind of kicked kicked a nice routine for you? Yeah, I would say um, a major thing for me was sticking to three main meals and two snacks a day because I found in the past I would eat quite healthy meals, but then around those meals I was kind of grazing more, especially in the evening. So cutting out that because that can that can add on to a lot of um, extra calories. But just making sure my meals were balanced and I was eating three meals and, and two snacks, I felt that that really helped um more brainwashing going down one there, right? <laughs> yeah but in terms of just to give like obviously there's no one size fits all and that's something i've kind of worked on in my own coaching maybe the first transformation was more of a one size fits all now uh, the tweaks i've made is it's kind of left up to you guys but i give suggestions i give some rationale behind things but one of the things i found with people is some people are scared of carbs say and they wouldn't mm. eat carbohydrates but then what happens is, as a result, they probably end, tend to overeat on fats, and fats are quite calorie-dense, mm. but also they tend not to be satisfied after a meal. So then that leads to more random snacking, more eating, mm-hmm. because you're hungry or you get too hungry, so you overeat at the next meal. So I found that what you talked about has helped a lot of people in the regards of by having a balanced meal, you're more satisfied after yeah. it, and you're less likely to crave things in between. And then Totally, yeah. And that was, I remember one of the weeks during the challenge, um, Kieran talked about counting um, calories and macros. And and um, I tried that for a week. And the thing that I found most interesting was the macronutrient breakdown. So, you know, he suggested a certain amount of protein, carbs and fats. And and um, when I put that into my fitness pal, I realized that I, was, I wasn't eating very much carbohydrates. I was eating more kind of protein and fat. And I found that when I increased my carbohydrate intake, not only did I have more energy, but I felt more satisfied and I wasn't kind of craving the the sweet, the breads and the, the chocolates and that sort of thing later on in the day. I felt like I, I was a lot more satisfied and had a lot more energy from it. I think that was that was a big thing for me, realizing I wasn't eating enough carbohydrates. Because I think so many people think that to lose weight, you've got to cut out the carbs, but it's really not the case, especially when you're quite active. You do need those carbohydrates. That's the thing, especially if you're active. Like, for you're playing rugby as well. Obviously, uh, you're not, you can't be a full-time um cover model you know it, it, but like it's it's a practical thing like carbs are going to be a part of life if you're trained in the gym three four five times a week you've got pitch sessions you have matches you, you can't really avoid them yeah and and, and for me it, like i probably had a bit of a, a different way I, i'm not good with portion control <laughs> so I, I like i eat whatever i put in front of myself so for me it was much more about um like like one of the things we're kind of talking about like it's, it's small things that made a big difference but, but it was one of the bits of advice that I got from Rudds was eating from a bowl rather than a plate and, and it just allowed me to just limit what I was putting in front of myself and just eat that um, and I guess the other thing was just, just eating natural foods so if I didn't know what the ingredients were in something I just didn't really eat it and I think that made a big difference I didn't limit myself in terms of how much I ate but I limited myself in terms of what I was eating and I think that was probably kind of what did it for me maybe a little bit different than than understanding the breakdown of it but but it certainly helped in terms of that like just to touch on that because again i said there's no one way to do this 
the outcome we were looking for is trying to get you both into a calorie deficit consistently and that you feel good, you feel like you have energy, you don't feel like you're really restricting yourself because if you feel like mm. you really restrict yourself, we're always going to rebel against that at some stage. Uh, but in terms of there's no one way to do it because I'd be very much the same as you, Ferg, whereas I'm not really a numbers guy naturally. I'm more of an idea, an emotional... I'm, I'm more of that type of thinker. So I've done counting calories myself and I've done it for a, a week max and I just... Do not enjoy it at all. So I, that- I agree too. I actually only did it for the one week yeah. just to see what kind of my breakdown was. But I, th- I think that calorie counting, it can be quite cumbersome. And um, I think your approach of, you know, you were talking about measuring portions based on, you know, the palm of your hand yeah. for the size of um, protein. A cup is like a cup of rice is your fist. So that that's a lot easier. I think counting calories can kind of get to be quite it, it does serve its purpose difficult. though for exactly yeah. the exercise you did it just yeah. to highlight you know where say like after two days you can see okay my carbs are actually lower my protein's very low mm-hmm. and you can make real-time changes but then once you get a feel for it it's just yeah. something we talk about it on a yeah. lot of the, the shows it's something you can dip in and out of every yeah. six weeks or every eight weeks for a couple of days just to get a feel but i, I think mm-hmm. it's a very useful experiment if anyone hasn't tried it it definitely mm-hmm. helps open your eyes a little bit Definitely, just for a week to understand the energy content of your food and like you said, to understand maybe the composition of your food. Mm-hmm. And then it's personal choice. You you can choose, do I continue to do this? Do I go back to a simpler measure like hands and fists? Or do I just, as you're saying, limit your thinking down to a minimalist and just whatever I can fit in this bowl, that's my meal. <laughs> How big was the bowl? That's gonna, go to Ruddock's house, there are big bowls out there. Uh, but that's kind of one of the things well like you're both you both took different things from say the same content you know you both had the same content you had the same coach and it just shows there's more than one way to skin a cat with you know everything with nutrition it's about exactly like Rod said getting into a calorie deficit some way um, and you both found different ways to do it you focused more on the content of your food um, Chris Ferg it was you know th- you had different weaknesses going in there that you probably didn't even realise until it was put down in front of you and you had to practice better habits and you know, use, mm-hmm. use conscious decision making Mm-hmm. In terms of just to kind of one thing I'd like to talk about would be I obviously worked with both you guys before and the reason the transformation program started in the gym was I did a transformation with one of the members he wore a long time ago for the gun show on the gaffer the mm-hmm. gaffer the gun show on RTE and I said to him look I've got this opportunity to be on national TV to showcase my skills but I need someone who's gonna do what I tell them to do. Are you up for this? And I trusted he would. And he said, yeah. And he got fantastic results. Uh, lost a couple of kilos, of four or five kilos of fat, and then put on two kilos of muscle. And I was said, I'll walk this with you. I'll do this whole process with you. But my big problem was I kept overeating when I was doing the challenge because I really struggled with portion control as you did. And I ended up, my only dropped 1% body fat and I was meant to be the trainer. And that was so, (laughs) it was so disappointing and kind of embarrassing for me uh, with that. So then the next year I came back and did the transformation again myself. And then I got down to 5% because I'd learned all the... What what was the first drop? Was it like 9 to 8 or was it 10, 10 to 9? 12 to 11. So I didn't even sub 10. I I didn't even go sub 10. My God, we'll have to edit that, Rudd. No, no, (laughs) but but that was the thing that kicked on the, not only myself being able to do it twice myself to get down to that uh, very low body fat, but also that's what kicked on all the learnings to help all the people who've gone transformation, all the people I coach online. That's all based on that. Uh, and sometimes I find when I speak to people, they have one experience where they don't achieve their goal. 
and then after that it's just this huge mental barrier where they say i can't do that mm-hmm. I, I i couldn't do that before and i know from working with you guys before we didn't quite get to where we wanted to be so mm-hmm. maybe i'd just like to touch on like how did not getting where you wanted to before help in terms of learnings but also how did it help in terms of motivation to motivate you this time was that mm-hmm. the case yeah, no, I totally agree, Kieran. Like in the past, I, I personally have a, an all or nothing personality. And um, in the past, when I've tried these sorts of plans, if I fell off the wagon, then I would just be like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this. You know, it's just, it's just not the right time or whatever and make some sort of excuse. Um, but this time I, I had occasions where I did fall off the wagon. I I went on holidays, um, nights out with friends, all those sorts of things. And instead of carrying that one night where I was completely off into a whole week, I, I just got back on track the next day. And, and that is kind of part of life. Like you're not always going to be perfect. And, um, and I think that's why this program is good being 12 weeks. You know, it, it, it allows you to, to realize that you can't be perfect for 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 12 weeks straight and you're going to have your setbacks and um it's more of a lifestyle than an extreme diet or anything yeah because like within 12 weeks there's challenges going to be thrown at you that are reflective it's a quarter of a year yeah. like that's it's a long period of time it's not like it's three weeks where you can just be a monk mm-hmm. like just things going to pop up in those 12 weeks you know there's going to be a session with the lads or there's going to be a girls night out there's going to might be a holiday like that stuff comes up and that's the beauty of it for us is to see people go away on holidays have a look at their instagram see they're still you know having a good time and then they're, they're still sticking to what's a pretty basic simple plan you know they're not letting letting life get in the way i suppose and ferg yeah i guess kind of going back to the, the all or nothing approach for me i suppose previously it would have been all monday to friday and then nothing friday <laughs> to sunday <laughs> um, and that's probably i mean it's 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 never worked for me before and and so yeah, like I would have been, you know, and, and, and I think kind of going back to what we were saying earlier as well of, of limiting yourself, I always would have felt, well, I'm limiting myself Monday to Friday so I can do whatever I want at the weekends and it's absolutely fine. And I guess it was just, it, the, the program allowed me just to change the perspective on that a little bit and, and kind of get into better habits of, I suppose, allowing myself those slips, but not allowing it to turn into three or four or five days of, of kind of, you know, bad nutrition or, or you know, not, not eating well or, or not exercising or whatever it may be. So I think it was probably that for me. A little bit. I'm actually really curious to ask you a question on that because it's something that like it's, it's tough for everybody. Like, would you still see, say, for example, like what's a slip? Is it going for a few points or, you know, what, what's the slip in your mind? No, and, and that's that's probably where I changed it. The, the slip in my mind now is if I go for a few pints, it's eating badly the following day or, okay. it's, or, or the following two days. Um, but, but whereas, and that's a change of perspective. Previously, the slip probably would have been, oh, well, I'm out for pints. That's it done. I may as well, you know, there's no point in me eating well tomorrow because I've already ruined it and yeah. you know, I'm on to a bad couple of days. So I think it was that change in perspective where it's now, you're, like like you said, you're not, you're not going to not go for pints for, for the foreseeable future or for yeah. 12 weeks or forever or whatever it may be. So it's allowing yourself to have those, but knowing that you know that's not falling off the wagon or whatever that's just life and that you kind of get back on track the next day and and to be prepared to do that though and to be prepared in advance you see i really like to hear that because that's something that even like myself as a guy who works in the fitness industry i train people all the time even i find myself sometimes getting into that habit where like you know if if i go out and i'm enjoying myself like that's that, that's life that's what you should do that's what you enjoy doing but it's that thing of like factoring that in as well into like a plan so like even just a basic plan is like what am i up to for the weekend like knowing what's involved and for example if i knew that i was um going out on sunday for a few drinks and enjoying it 
a slip for me then might be ending up going out the Friday and the Saturday as well instead, something like that. But you're looking at a really practical way there where you're enjoying yourself and you're just being in control of the rest of your time then and you can you can still enjoy it. You don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah, and I think it actually makes the night out more enjoyable because you don't have any guilt then. You're, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just, this is, I've decided I'm having a night out and then the next day I'm going to do this X, Y, or Z and get back on track. So it means you don't have that guilt. You actually just go out and enjoy yourself. So I think it's... And Rhodes, you do the donut experiment when you're doing kind of like some of the corporate talks, like when there's guilt associated to it, you tend to overindulge even more. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a huge amount when it comes to how we eat and it's the glasses we view everything through. So like our mindset around how we see food. So like, I'd just like to touch on a few things. One would be when you said, Ferg, about good and bad. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can all fall into that trap of thinking of we're either good or we're bad, that black and white thinking, that all or nothing. But then that leads to a zero tolerance approach where if it doesn't go perfect, it's all out the window. So we like to say, think of food as better choices. So just everything's on a sliding scale of better choices. So even if you do go out, how can I have a better choice the next morning? And that starts you off. And then the other thing was that's associated to guilt as well. So when they've done research and they show that when people feel guilty about what they're eating they eat more than the group that's told to go ahead and eat uh donuts so <clears throat> if you think of that if you if you attach those strict rules and guilt then that's what's going to happen you're going to start eating more emotionally and then the final thing i'd like to touch on is um trying to break that cycle between how we feel and what we do because it doesn't matter how we feel it matters what we do so you're always going to have times where you don't feel like making your eggs the next morning you don't feel like staying in on a saturday when you've had a particularly good night on the friday and the same lads are calling you <laughs> and there's so many times where you're not going to feel like the action is going to match your goal but if you can get into the habit of going this is just how i'm feeling i'm going to do this action so i'm going to make my eggs for the next morning so I can start back and I can go and enjoy my night out. But I know that it's so much easier when I wake up in the morning to get back into my routine and start rebuilding the habits that I had before. So that would be kind of my key takeaways on it. The all or nothing mindset, get rid of it. Try not to guilt yourself into things and also realize how you're feeling doesn't have to mean what you do. They can be separate. Yeah, and like I said, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than emotions. It's impulse. You don't necessarily always have to act on it. Yeah. Um, so for you guys then, obviously, kind of coming into the, into the transformation, big big motivation was body composition improvement. That's kind of what the whole program is about. Um, what kind of key advice, obviously, you've talked on, touched on some of the learnings, but going through your training, is there anything outside of the key things you've talked about so far that you'd give people advice in that are you know, very similar to yourselves looking to improve their body comp? I think uh, what I found useful was when Kieran mentioned thinking of food as fuel, you know, and, and not thinking about is this good or bad, but just thinking as fuel to to feed your body. And um, and when you start eating healthy and real foods and balanced meals, like you do feel so much better. And you're and I found that my workouts were so much better. And 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 you actually you want to keep eating that way because you, you do feel so good <laughs> uh, yeah no I mean just to add to that the um like one of the things that stood out to me again looking back on it is that the energy levels like I don't come home at six in the evening and pass out on the couch anymore which I always would have done previously and I, I don't really get that three o'clock slump in work anymore like and that's it that's an enormous change that I didn't expect to have um probably the other thing for me was that I didn't expect was that I've I've actually probably 
pulled back a little bit in terms of the amount of training that I was doing okay. um, and I think I was I was kind of pushing myself and pushing myself and to, to burnout stage and I was trying to do everything and, and fit in all the sessions but still fit in all the nights with the lads and I wasn't kind of wasn't sure why I wasn't getting the results and I've actually probably pulled back on that a little bit in both I guess yeah. not not just in the training but I've, I've kind of eased up and it, it's it's actually getting that recovery and is, is, is one of the lessons from it that I've, I've taken from it that that's actually been huge for me is, and I'm still I still have progress to make on that I'm still not probably doing it as much as I need to but it's definitely something that stood out to me in terms of like two things I noticed so from Kristen's answer that idea of converting for thinking about it as food as fuel um with that I've seen in the gym you've become an absolute animal so <laughs> it just, it's like if for anyone who's not watching Kristen has gotten so much stronger um and now she does back-to-back sessions and all these crazy things and seems to have all the energy in the world but that was kind of a byproduct of that yeah uh, your bumping strength has been incredible from what you were lifting before the transformation to what you're lifting now is uh, very impressive and that's i think that's a byproduct of like you said having more energy coming in and ready to smash a session instead of trying to get yourself up for a session and then for you for what you're talking about there um that was something that wasn't in the transformation for the second round so that again i talked about the idea of trying to add to it every time so that was something i went away and i did a week's worth of work where i put together lessons about sleep uh, recovery and tried to add those into the transformation because sometimes that could be the missing piece for someone where they're putting up in all the effort they're eating better but they're just not sleeping enough so they constantly crave carbs mm, they're constantly tired um, or they're just not recovering enough. So even though they may be seeing changes maybe in their body composition, they're not seeing a change in their physical performance. So every session feels like a slog. And then as a result, it, you're going to lose motivation when every session you're dragging yourself to the workout. Instead of some sessions, you feel like you're flying it. And then you walk out of the gym like you've hit a good golf shot for the first time. <laughs> you can't wait to go play golf again because you've got that uh, positive reinforcement. I'll add to that from seeing like Chris, obviously I kind of do a lot of class with you don't get upset here when I say this but oh, like you're still late to classes all the time now. I know I'm <laughs> working on that and you live closer so I, I, I think girls are talking bullshit with but you jumping out of bed that's definitely one thing I need to, to work on but like the biggest thing I'd seen is I actually what didn't know I kind of intentionally this time with the transformation tried to avoid who was doing the transformation in the list at the start because I just you know I see these people train all the time I just wanted to see if I could see physical changes in people and before I saw change in terms of because I see you nearly every day in terms of body comp the attitude that you have in sessions, you don't blush now, we're not, we're going to get onto you, flattering you soon for it, but like, you work so much harder. You yeah. know, like, what, what what shifted in your mind there? Was yeah. it was it energy? What what, yeah. what was it? Because yeah. you used to come in and it could be difficult to get you motivated at the start of a session, whether it was waking you up, I'm not sure what it was, but like, you know, far more clued in, far more tentative and like working so much harder. Maybe the thousand euro that's sitting in front of you now helps, but yeah. what was there a bit of a shift in? I think that I did have so much more energy when I started eating better and, um, and yeah, I think I've, I've, I'm more confident in myself now. I feel more confident. Um, and I really enjoy it. Like, I feel like I look forward to the workouts. Like, it, I think it's funny when people, you know, complain about going to the gym and working out because I actually, I look forward to it every day that I go, you know, and and I feel great after the sessions and I feel great when I'm eating healthy, you know. So, and I'm, I'm more productive in, in all areas of my life. So, I think that's what keeps it going. And that's an incredible thing is that the power of eating healthy, I think it was, 
when Courtney talked about they've eaten vegetables with their yeah food. I remember her telling me that yeah like vegetables, are vegetables food, yeah. and like it's it's something that people talk about all the time like when do you eat healthy I know it myself if I have a pizza or a curry or something like you, you don't feel like shit for nothing the next day it's because yeah. it's not the type of food that if you're yeah. used to eating but when you get in that habit of eating healthy you feel so much better and you realize when you're not eating kind of good food again you can feel it yeah. in your body to let you know straight away um I, I think yeah that, that's kind of a huge thing for you Chris yeah yeah no what did you find then obviously with the like the community knowing that there's so many people doing this is that a bit of a motivator Ferg when you know that there's a group of people doing the same challenge or are you motivated that way yeah like it definitely you can be helps. honest you don't have to kind of fuck rest no no there. I mean it's, it certainly helps when you hear I, I think it was very on very early on in the transformation remember there was um, people were talking about you know having a weekend I think there was people talking about going away for a wedding and that they were and it like you know that other people are having the same challenges as you and you kind of realise actually this is quite normal and it's it's okay to have these setbacks or whatever it may be um, and that you can just move on from them so yeah I think it definitely does help um, it's good and, to know you've got that did you find that Chris intro like yeah. the support of other people I doing really I, I thought it was great because there was a group of us girls that kind of did it together and, and we had a whatsapp group going and um yeah, this this program kind of got me back into meal prepping, which I think is really key. Um, and we would kind of share recipes during the weekend. It kind of it was fun, you know, trying new things. And the support of the group, was, I think, is was really good. And it was also great with with Kieran. I have to say, you were amazing. At if I had any questions, we'd get the emails four times a week, which I looked forward to in the morning. And I actually miss now <laughs> not getting the emails from Kieran. But we if can I email. we can send you some emails, <laughs> but um. If I ever had a question, like within an hour, Kieran would be writing me back with with um, answers. And you can tell that you really do want people to do well from this. I can see you're setting a high sure. precedent for his no, response you, time to emails now. If he's not getting back to people, but I'm so glad yeah. you said that because that's something that I try to get across. Where, I, if, for instance, on our Facebook group, or if I sent out a random message on top of the planned content. I'd write at the bottom, guys, please, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to mm-hmm. message me. And that's not something that's just there. I honestly do want people to message me because <clears throat> I enjoy seeing people make the changes and I enjoy that. So for me to put aside an hour a day to answer everyone's messages is worth it. The hardest thing for me is when you send them out and then you don't hear from people that's the hardest thing it's not the work that has to go into answering people's queries i actually so one or two people would message me and they're like i'm sorry to bother you again you must hate me would be the start of their (laughs) their their message and i'd write back and i'm like no honestly i'm delighted to hear from you please always message me and that wasn't insincere that was from the bottom of my heart, please message me because if I hear from you, I know you're at least in this and we can make some progress, even if you're struggling. Whereas the hardest thing was you you wouldn't hear from someone and you're like, are they doing well or do they hate this? So uh, just... Yeah, I have a to say li- from a, num- a number of people that did the transformation, they have said that, you know, you were so good at responding back to emails about questions and stuff. They, they did feel supported in that way. So just a little plug for the next one. If <laughs> yeah. you are doing it next time, I will not get annoyed. Please email me. I'd rather hear from you than not hear from you. But that's one of those things that you're talking about at the start. Like people are like if you have support you support like the best mm-hmm. people in the world at any sport or any you know if it's music like they all have coaches so like the best in the world no matter what it is have coaches and they have a support structure so to think well, who's the guitarist guy got the gig with metallica that's he only ever hired a oh 
Oh, the, all the that's, how, that's how my rock remit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, well, I'll say I won't edit it anyway, but uh, the guy who got the, the gig with Metallica when he was called up, uh, that's when he started getting guitar lessons, when he's in like one of the biggest rock bands in the world. And everyone's like, why the hell are you getting guitar lessons? He's like, because the pressure's on now. I need to perform even better all the time. So like when you have a coach there, um, I don't know why people don't look to use that resource even more. And exactly like Rudd said, if you're struggling with it, like that's when you contact Kieran or that's when you get in touch or you pull someone aside and have a chat because it's not going to be plain sailing. There's going to be days where it doesn't go well and that's what the whole benefit of having a coach for something like this is. It's a resource that should absolutely be used because no, like it's very difficult to do this stuff on your own, especially if, like you guys have said, you've had negative experiences with it before. Using that support structure will really help you. In terms of one thing I'd love to touch on as we're getting closer toward the end of the podcast will be uh, how to maintain the habits and motivation after reaching a goal i found but also people i'd speak to sometimes when you spend so long chasing a goal tyson fury is a prime example he talked about in the joe rogan podcast where he spent his whole life trying to be world heavyweight champion and then when he won it he slipped into a bout of depression for two years because he'd spent so long getting to the top of the mountain he got there and he's like what's next and i definitely found that post transformation both times for me there was this kind of Oh, I'm done now. What's my next goal? Is that something you guys are experiencing now or feeling at all? Yeah, I, I like you. You oh. kill me for saying this, but I, I didn't set, I guess, strict goals on it. Yeah. Uh, in in the way you probably would recommend, I didn't say I want to get to X percent body fat. I was I was kind of saying I, I need to start cooking <laughs> yeah. to learn to cook. Yeah. And and you don't like you never get to a point where you're going. I've learned to cook. I'm done. So I, you know I'm still learning. Yeah. So like it's much easier for me to kind of continue with that. I guess. So it's not that I've reached a point and I'm going. Oh well, now I need to set new goals. It's that what I've decided to do. I can kind of continue doing afterwards so it's it, I haven't really had that point where I've kind of said well here I am and now I need to stop or now I need something new to do that's a good goal to set like you've you've got like the desired outcome is to learn something like you're never done learning so it's always going to continue to yeah exactly yeah and so it's able it's, it's probably that bit easier to continue what's your favourite thing to cook now? Uh, prawns <laughs> just prawns just prawns anything okay. prawns with anything okay, okay, and I've tried good. a few different things <laughs> some of them haven't worked yeah. but uh, yeah so no it's um, and, and again something really really simple but something that I just never would have even thought about trying to cook before so. yeah I, I, I don't know I would say that like I am quite happy with where I am at at the moment and I just hope to kind of maintain it but it, I'm finding it quite easy to kind of keep going with with how I was um, eating over the transformation um, because again it is kind of habits like I think at the beginning I was kind of saying like if I had thought like oh I'm gonna have something that maybe wasn't so healthy I'd kind of think twice and be like well no for these 12 weeks I'm just I'm just gonna really try to 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 eat much healthier and then it's funny after a period of time you actually don't want that food anymore yeah. you know because you know how it's going to make you feel like physically and and um how it's going to affect your workouts and all that sort of thing so yeah it's just kind of become a part of my my daily life you know f- getting groceries prepping my food and um and all that so so what i'm going to try you know is there's people listening to this that are saying bullshit right so yeah. the people that are saying right your man started cooking yeah it's hardly easy to stay in shape just because you cook uh your one talks about you know some basic habits and feeling better when you eat certain food but like you guys are still going to be challenged now yeah, all, definitely. all the time so like what for you guys is the one key habit that if it doesn't go well say it's meal prep mm-hmm. if you don't meal prep do you still find it hard to to maintain a routine like is there anything that's key that you you really want to have in your week as like a, a staple habit to help the, the rest of your week feel easier. Is there something like that? 
I, I, I think the meal prep is the most important thing I've found. You know, always making sure that I have good quality food in the fridge or, or if I'm out, if I'm having a really busy week. Like there's so many places now around Dublin that you can get pre-made like healthy salads and, and foods. And, and basic meal prep is not hard once you get in the habit of it. It's, 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 it's pretty easy, I've found. It takes just as much time to walk to a shop at lunch yeah. hour yeah. and line up for a salad than to longer. make it. Yeah. You know, and, and I would probably, I'd meal prep twice a week and it would take me about an hour and a half each time. So it doesn't, like every night, every day, all my food would be made for me. I wouldn't have to think about it when I came home from work and that sort of thing. So it's not that much work. People think it's so much work, but it's really not when you get into, into doing it regularly. Brilliant. So Frog? Um, yeah, the meal prep is, is a huge thing. Like I, I, I don't do it, say, a week in advance. I'll usually do it. I might do it for two or three days max. Generally, what I'll do is I'll cook in the evening and, and have my lunch cooked from that. And then when I'm eating in the evening, I'll prepare breakfast for the next day as well. And yeah. that just, but I think for me, it's having breakfast. If I, if I miss breakfast, it becomes about willpower for the rest of the day. And we all know where that leads. It's, it, it becomes much more difficult. But if I have breakfast and I, I start off the day well with that, it becomes much easier for me to kind of continue with it throughout the day. So it's... In terms of three things I'd love to touch on there of what you guys are saying. One is breaking down your goals into process goals. So you, you nailed it. You nailed it both, Ferg and Kristen, that idea of focusing on the habits as opposed to focusing on the outcome. So one of the lessons was the idea that we have these big outcome goals that we can't control, that take way too long to reach, that you're never going to be motivated till the end of reaching it. But at the same time, sometimes it's good to have a map of where I want to be. So you might set that goal, but then you've got to work back and reverse engineer and focus on the process goals. So the process goals are cooking my lunch two to three times a week, cooking my breakfast every time I cook dinner, getting seven to eight hours sleep a night, doing three to five gym sessions in a week. And you start breaking them down into small controllable goals that you can do every day and every week. And that serves a lot of purposes. One is it makes this big, scary mountain that's so hard to climb into little bite-sized chunks. Just get to the next tree, get to halfway up the mountain, and it's so much more motivating. But also you start to get success breeds success. And our brains... Um, with dopamine so we say for instance when you tick something off your to-do list you get a dopamine hit when you answer an email or get back to someone that you've been meaning to do you get a dopamine hit so if you've got those small little process goals those little behavior goals so every day oh i cook my breakfast there's a win and that's going to help to motivate you and build confidence build momentum okay i just did my workout so before nine o'clock you've hit two of your big goals and that's the beauty of that then when you talked about cooking your dinner but also cooking your breakfast with it that's something i do and i try and talk about in the transformation that idea and why that works is an idea called habit stacking so when we take a habit that we already have and then we stack it with an existing habit it's easier to maintain that habit the reason being is again that dopamine so when we do a habit that works for us we get a hit of dopamine to be like yeah that's great do that again but the circuit is already there, the cue, the anticipation of that habit, and then the dopamine hit at the end. So when we put a new habit in that existing habit, then it's so much easier and we can almost hijack that. Um, so if you think of, say, someone wants to get into stretching at the gym, they're stretching, but they love going and lifting weights. The hardest thing to tell them is no weights, you have to just stretch and get flexible. Whereas if you tell them, go and lift weights, but you got to do 10 minutes stretching at the end. 
that habit will stick so much more because it's stacking on top of an old habit that was already working for them. So I think there are two kind of key things for people to take away is break down the big goals into small controllable process goals. And the other one would be, if you're trying to engineer a new habit, try and find an old habit that would stick well with it as a partner and start trying to put it into that because it'll be way easier because you already have those habits anyway. Yeah, and how do you eat a cow? One bite at a time. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, quiz time. I don't know how that's speaking of which, but there's some, <laughs> there's some interesting questions here that link in. So, right, this is the best uh, part of the podcast. We haven't got to do one the last few weeks with the guests we've had on. So what, you guys are going to go head to head quiz. We'll go ladies first. For the losers, have the loser has got to uh, make up a batch of homemade uh Bars, protein okay. bars, any kind of bars really. I need to work for, on my baking. For all the coaches in the gym, we've had a lot of people dropping us in some yeah, bacon recently. Yeah. It's a great way to. I'm gonna have to, to, to beat yeah. Anna on this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> banana bread was good. Do you want to win trainer of the month? You just yeah. gotta drop in some <laughs> banana bread for the coaches. It's pretty much as simple as that. Okay, ladies first. We've got a couple different categories. The first one is condiments. Um, Chris, how many varieties of Heinz is there? Heinz ketchup. I'd say three. 57. 57? on the bottle, yeah. Heinz 57. Wow. Okay, so wow. that's that's a big X for Chris. Uh, Ferg, what does YR stand for in YR brown sauce? That's a hard one. <laughs> absolutely no idea. Come uh, on. Where are you getting these oh, from? Actually, I actually know these. This okay. is Can I come in? Like, I know this. Do you know this? Yeah, Yorkshire Relish. Yes, Rudds. Yes, Relish. Yeah. No point for Rudds. Okay, right. So two questions left each. Uh, uh, Chris, what is the world's most consumed fruit? Apple. I'm going to pass it over to Ferg for the steal. Would you like to try steal this one? Oh, I know. I, I too, know. too late. It's too late. Oh, <laughs> it's too late. I can't believe I didn't think of it. Uh, banana? Yes. It's so mm. banana. Mango. No mango. way. Yeah, it's a mango. When Both was the last time you ate a mango? Uh, I had a, I had a mango in my uh, poke bowl in oh, okay. the poke pop up there on the camp. Anyway, okay, so Ferg, that wasn't your question, Ferg, so you're still okay. Um, in Sicily, what meat is seen as a delicacy in a sandwich? Pork. Chris, do you want to try steal it? I hope it's it? not a horse. Is Unfortunately, but luckily for you, <laughs> it is a horse. Oh, okay, so one point. Okay. Chris, back to you. If you get this right, Ferg is done. I'm going to ask this as a good question for okay. you, Chris. Um, a monster plum is what type of food? A monster plum. This is an old question. If you listened to the previous podcast, <laughs> when you had translation on, you would have got this. Is it fruit? Um, it's called a monster plum. It's a nickname for... Um, for what? For It's not a plum. It's something... <laughs> it's, it's a food. It's a food. food. Yeah. A staple I, food. I'm giving hints, but it's okay. I honestly don't know. Very like good. It's a proud, real Irish proud monster thing. man. I'll pass it on to you. Oh come on, my God! If you get this wrong, an apple, potato. Oh, potato. Right. Oh, my God. Ireland. Okay. Hey, <laughs> uh, Chris wins. Simple as that. So, which I'm just. So are you going to bake me something? No, no, no. Ferg is going to do all the baking, which is just as well you've learned how to cook, Ferg. So, what are you going to make us? What you, did you make any kind of like nice prawns? Prawns. Prawn, prawn, prawn brownies. <laughs> yeah. Prawn, yeah. <laughs> uh, please refrigerate them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we, we want them before Christmas now. Uh, we're going to post them up when the pod goes live. Listen, guys, thanks so much. Um, thank I think you. For anyone, for anyone Huge thank you. Huge thank you to Kieran. Yeah, I know he put so much time into this and. And it really was great. Nice. 
Fergie, I know, I know you feel the same. Fergie, yeah, you don't have to follow it up anymore. <laughs> uh, no, guys, thanks so much. And like the best thing about this is there's going to be loads of people who are kind of whether it's with us or not, whether it's the transformation challenge, people who are looking at making a change in terms of improving their body composition. You know, there is simple enough strategies they can go at. It's not one size fits all. It's not even the same for two guys that are sitting in the same room that are doing the same program. You learn different things. So hopefully there's some inspirational stuff in there for this at home. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.